What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Lions Block Podcast. That is right. I did yet another rebrand, but this one was really necessary. And I want to thank, give a big thank you to Marema uh, at Marema underscore four for all she did for the logo. And basically, what I did is I changed OC Lions Block to Lions Block because it rolls off the tongue better, and it's just. Well, yeah, it's easier to say. It looks more professional with the logo, and just Lions Blog looks more professional in general. Today we have a very fun episode coming for you guys. Me, my co-host, Daniel, Chase, and here's another announcement. Adam, Adam has, as you guys probably have assumed by now, has officially joined the crew as a co-host. So the three of us have come in and selected our best 11 in the MLS history, but there are some rules. So the rules that I have are we have to select four players from 2015-2016, four players from 2017-2018, and three players from 2019-2020, our current squad, basically. Uh, And then we're going to select that, and then we're also going to select the benches. So we have three players from the 2015-2016, two players from 2017-2018, and two players from 2019-2020, and that's going to be the seven-player bench as well. Before we kick this off, Adam, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really excited for this. I'm feeling great. Feeling all right? Yeah, nobody has the coronavirus. Chase, Daniel, how are you guys feeling? The coronavirus has yet to come for me. I'm feeling all right. Honestly, um, Gavin, I'd rather have the coronavirus than deal with you after the little uh, bit of crap that you were spouting last week. Now, listen... The first impressions I got after that little rant was that you're all a bunch of ungrateful, odious little slags. Gavin, Gavin, you've gotten literally 12 more followers since I got involved here. You should be grateful. All right. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Jeez, right, go down. And Chase, how dare you disrespect me like that? I wasn't five or six drinks deep. I was like 15 to 20 drinks deep. <laughs> and I got hit on by a hooker. So look, if you're gonna if you're gonna slag me off, at least get the facts right, okay? It's an all-star weekend, dude. Adam, Adam, I want a free sandwich from you, and you know karate, so I'm not going to mess with you, okay? <laughs> wow, I was going to say Adam's coming, or fucking out. I was going to say Daniel's coming for everybody, but uh, Daniel is not coming for Adam. He's kissing up to him. <sighs> what are we all drinking tonight? Uh, what are, how are we drowning our sorrows out? Vodka. Rum and Coke and vodka? I'm going, for a, I'm going for a water on the night. I don't know about you guys. Chase is being responsible. <laughs> Is it at least like a, a, a seltzer water? Uh, it's a Winn-Dixie grocery water. Mm. Uh, Winn-Dixie is a good grocery store. No, nah, yeah, we, yeah, we have. I, I'm staying away from the grocery store, dude. Yeah, my friend works at Publix, right and he said, I asked him if he wanted to, like, I guess we shouldn't really be hanging out, but I was like, yo, you want to play basketball tonight? And he was like, no, I'm going to go down. I'm just going to go lay down and die in my bed. I want contact with zero humans. <laughs> so people out there, be nice to your service industry employees. That's me. I am drinking a nice, hearty Landshark. 
Okay, quick question. Which is the better grocery store, Winn-Dixie or Publix? Hmm. Publix. Publix is more expensive. Way more. But it's better service and generally better quality. I actually got a Freshfield Farms in Orlando. Screw Publix. Ooh. I'm a Winn-Dixie. I'm a Winn-Dixie fan. Wow. Publix till I die. (laughs) My mom's a Publix lady. All right, so we should get into this, I guess. We're, what, five minutes in and we haven't even talked about it yet. Um... So the way I have this working is, like I said, 2015, 2016, uh, I have that labeled as Category 1. I have 2017, 2018 labeled as Category 2, and I have 2019, 2020 labeled as Category 3. So those are going to be the numbers that I use. All right, Daniel, I'm going to start with you. Give me your back five that you selected. All right, well, in goal, I went with Joe Bendick, and I know AC on... uh, on paper is is probably the better keeper, but um, I try and go with your criteria here. Is that Bendik contributed quite well to the patches of farm that Orlando had, where they were pretty formidable. Um, there was a point where Bendik was called up into the U.S. men's national team, I think, into one of the training camps, based mm. on his Orlando farm, and um, I liked him. I, I compared him actually to um, to a keeper we used to have at Leeds called Nigel Martin. He just seemed to be someone who could throw himself in front of everything and, and keep that ball out at all costs. So he was my goalkeeper. Um, I went with Uwan at right back, which barely a surprise. Um, Spectre, when we signed him, I thought was a very big upgrade on the players that we had. And comparatively, in MLS, I thought he would be a good standard. Next to him, I have Robin Janssen who, for me, is the best centre-back Orlando I've had. And then on the left, I have Mohamed El Munir, which um, I was a big fan of El Munir. I could never understand why O'Connor was so keen to let him go, because he, he had a you know a bit of everything in his locker. So that was my back five. All right. Uh, do we want to discuss that now, or do we want to have everybody do it, and then we'll talk about the picks after that? I think we should do that option, actually. Whatever you feel is best. Yeah, okay. So I'll go to... Yeah. Okay, so I'll go to Chase next. Chase, give me your back five. Um, so yeah, I was I I actually went with with Pedro and goal, and it was more like me trying to like stay in line with the criteria, you know, like enough per season. And I I do think that uh you know even though we've had like a very small sample size, like he's definitely probably going to be the best goalkeeper that we ever had. But I would agree with everything that Daniel said. Like Joe Bendick was like an elite MLS keeper at his best with us. Um, left back, I also went with Mohamed El Mounir. Uh, I agree that, like, you know, he, he's a player. Like, I don't know if I would necessarily take back the, the sort of trade that we made, like, him for Zhao, but I, I do really rate him as a player, and I think that, you know, he played with, like, an awful lot of heart as well. Like, he would, you know, make kind of, like, 60, 70-yard recovery runs when he got caught out to, to make a goal-saving tackle on more than one occasion, and, I, I really admire that about him. And then my center back pairing, I also went with Jonathan Spector. Like Daniel said, you know, he's a player who had, you know, men's national team experience. He had Premier League experience and he came in and he was honestly like the best leader almost that I, I would say that we've ever had. I mean, you might say like kind of caca or something like that. But in terms of like in the back line, Spector, I really rated him as kind of like a, a leadership figure. And then my other center back, I actually went with Amaro Tarek and I, I would, uh, I mean, I, it, it was a combination of, uh, like rules, I guess, of making the squad. I also really thought that he was just, he was a good tackler. He was, he was, uh, good at reading the game. And, 
you know, he, like like Joe Bennett, he also got back into the international fray at his time here. Uh, he almost kind of went with Egypt to the World Cup, if I recall correctly. It was uh, such a surprise some, that we let him go. Yeah, I, I think that he just kind of openly said that he wanted to try to go somewhere where he could maybe win some trophies and I mean, especially if you look at the yeah, if you look at the squad at the time, that's that's a very fair estimate. Um, and the right back, I like everyone probably else here. I went with Huan as well. Definitely the best right back that we've ever had. Um, arguably one of the better right backs in MLS right now. And I, I you know, I don't think that there's going to be any of us that don't have him back there in that slot. All right, Adam, your turn. All right, I actually have the same lineup as Daniel, but I will give some background on my choices. So. Bendick and Goal. I actually rate Tally Hall as the better keeper. Uh, I don't know if it's just... I, I didn't know as much about soccer when, uh, as I do now when I was watching Tally Hall, but he was just... He would make those brilliant saves and those game-stealing saves. Uh, I don't know. I, I like Tally Hall a lot just for the purposes of this exercise. 17-18 teams, the Chrysler, weren't that good, and Bendik fills one of those slots, and he was also really pretty good at his height with Orlando City. And, you know, if your team is good enough, Bendik as a keeper is good enough. So I want Bendik in the back. Huan on the right needs no explanation. I mean, Sutter's the next closest right back. That's not close. I went with uh, Spectre and Janssen in the middle. Spectre for the leadership, and Janssen because he's a really good center back. And uh, uh, Mohamed El Munir. Out on the left, I really like the combination of El Munir and Juan as the fullbacks because they're both guys who can get forward with pace uh, really quickly and really aid the attack. And they're also that pace helps them come back and make those recovery runs, so they won't really get caught out. And I think having basically this not the same exact attack from either side, but the same style of attack from both sides allows you to shift your style or shift your point of attack much easier and not necessarily have to change your style. So that's why I like that lineup. All right, so Daniel and Adam with the same back five, and Chase had Galece, Huan, Tarek, Spectre, El Munir. Mm. Should we also, like, say our formations real fast before we get going? Oh, yeah, yeah, So we're all in a four-back formation. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. Mine is a 4-3-3. Three, three. I have a 4-2-3-1, my favorite formation. I as well have a four two three one. Yeah, mine is more like a four two one three. I would say. So basically, Daniel a four three three. Spicy. Possibly, but I need to put more lines in it. I got to sound more sophisticated than you, so you know, I've got <laughs> more lines. Englishman, <laughs> your sophistication. All right. All right. Maybe so eat cheese and cheese and wine for dinner every day. That's what. Yeah, uh, that's don't, don't forget, we could also choose the James O'Connor defensive four three three, where you play eight midfielders <laughs> and call it a four three three. What the one nine zero? The one nine one? You mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just stick down Dwight up top. All right. So y'all are going to balk at my picks uh, compared to what y'all have. So I have Tally Hall and goal. I like it. Mm. Yeah, I just had to get one of those ones out of the way, in my opinion. And uh, with my other, some of my other selections, I already had enough twos in there somehow. So haul on there. I'm gonna start at left back. Both of my wing backs are kind of suspect. Uh, Toya is my left back, um, oh my and I have him for defensive solidity. He was actually a good defender with us, but going forward was again suspect. But 
for me, I'm my defense is iffy to say the least, and Toya, I need that. I need the defense at left back. So Toya in there for me. I do have Spectre at left center back. I have Colin, Aurelian Colin at right center back. And the only reason I have him is because Spectre was a left center back with us the whole time. And so I felt that it wouldn't work if I wanted to have two left center backs playing or have one of my left center backs play at right center back. You know what I mean? Because like you guys have Janssen and Spectre who are both predominantly left center, left sided center backs. And then same with Chase, you have Tarek who is a left center back. Never really played right center back for us. So I figured I had to put a right center back there. Colin, I've said center back a million times already, so I really am Colin. (laughs) And then my last choice, and this one pains me to say it. This one really pains me to say it. It is not Huan. It's Will Johnson. What? No wonder you're such a football manager, Gavin. Gavin. <laughs> I'm kicking you off the podcast. <laughs> you're old. You did not. I did. No. I'm very confused. I, I have a question, Gavin. I have a question, real quick. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Can we can we play you every week? Like honestly. Exactly. <laughs> that's a... Gavin, that's oh just saying. Okay, I have reason. I think Colin's a good shot. <laughs> Colin's a good shot. <laughs> oh, Colin! I love Colin. Yeah. But Will Johnson. Yeah, Will Johnson. Come on, right man. Back. Guys, guys. Okay, so remember how in 2017 and 2018 we had those winning runs? Yeah, I remember. Johnson played at right back, played at right back in those winning runs. Mm-hmm. In total, I went and looked it up. We went five and five with Will Johnson at right back, and the he played right back, starting right back, ten games for us. We doing right back wins now? So yeah, I'm sure no, he was. No, no, no. The difference right here. He, but he was sturdy, okay. And I needed somebody from sturdy. Okay. Yeah, but at this uh, point, you got two fullbacks that you know, yeah. like if they went past the halfway line, they'd have nosebleeds. Like, look, my tactics <laughs> four three three. I'm gonna let my six attackers go do their thing, and everybody else is gonna sit back. That's what I'm also, doing. Real quick, to your point about Spectre playing LCB with us uh, in England, he played all across the back line, even some midfield. So he definitely has. The uh, positional versatility. I want to say that he was also a right back at. Yeah, he, he played right back a lot, actually. I think wow, he right that, well, that was the big thing. That's why I had to put Colin in there, and uh, then so instead of like right Johnson, yeah. So okay, well, his time with Orlando City was left center back. So I, I respect the Colin pick. Like that's not my issue. Yeah. I have okay. No, John, Johnson's the big one. I, <sighs> even Tyler Hall's all right. It's just the fullbacks. I'm like, Do you understand my reasoning? Like, I mean, slightly. It's just, yeah, I, I mean, I think I get Will Johnson. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, so what do we think overall about everybody's back five? I think three are three are decent, and then there's one. <laughs> like, also, if you want defensive solidity, like Kevin Alston was a decent one-on-one defender. Okay, but I don't rate him at all. Yeah. I did, but you rate Will Johnson. Look, I despised Will Johnson for three fourths of his career at Orlando City, but when he, whenever he played at right back, I was happy with him. I don't even necessarily like. I kind of understand what you're saying. Like he was fine, but like I just feel like there are much better options. Like your your midfield and your attack has to be phenomenal in order for your team to even stand a chance. I feel like I'm very top heavy. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right, we ready to move on? Yeah. Any other weird picks? I don't think so. I think the others were pretty standard. All right, uh, Daniel, you let's go with your midfield three. 
your two and your or your one and your two, I guess. Okay, well, the two I have to sit in front of the back four. I have Yoshiyotu. Mm-hmm. Very good on the ball, set piece specialist. You know, very handy player, can play in tight spaces. I think he's a good choice. I have Will Johnson next to him. Wow. Yeah, what year is Will Johnson? Well, Will he's Johnson, a two. I, I had he's him classified as uh, twenty-seven, eighteen, and the reason I did pick him was because in crisis last season we did have a decent winning run with Johnson in that team. I remember him coming in and um, playing fairly well. He, he complemented the other midfielders fairly well. I think he got a goal against the New York Red Bulls as well. Yeah. Um, and also in 2017, he, he got a beauty of a goal against LA Galaxy, playing that box-to-box role. So um, I went with Johnson, and, and partly because of the selection criteria with the Gavinated player role. I feel like, you know, like I had to put Johnson there because I could not put the person I wanted to in because of the role. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is a nice like simulation of being like an MLS GM. They're just nice, but being a, you know, weird Gavin, rules. Yeah, being in Gavin League soccer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> GLS. <laughs> so, Why do y'all like Will Johnson so much? I don't think he's that bad. We don't like him, but he's a good role player. And you I like him if you want to win MLS Cup. And that I forgot to mention this, so before we go any further, the the goal is to win MLS Cup this season. So, like... These these players are the ages that they played for us. So Spectre is obviously retired now, but we're talking about the age he played when he was on our team. But we're looking to see if this team, when those players played, can win MLS Cup this season against the competition like LAFC and Seattle and the likes of them. So you can continue, Daniel. Well, that's the thing with Johnson is that he's got the he's got like that defensive ability, which I feel was was useful to the team. He plays the role in in any team that's underappreciated. And anybody who's ever played as a defensive midfielder or was regarded as the worst player on the team probably got that position. And mm. he does it he did it fairly well. I'm I'll give him credit for that. Um at the tip of my midfield is Kaka, which, you know, he's a very good player. We don't need to to debate that once whatsoever. He's uh he's always a quality player and he would occupy the free role in front of my two midfielders. Okay. Uh Chase, you're up next. Yeah, so the two DMs that I have, because I have like a four-two-three-one, like in like a double pivot kind of, are Christian Higita and Yoshi Yatsune. And I think that both of them are like, Yatsune is obviously one of the better players that we ever had, and Higita is very good as well. The only issue there is like, they're both like, none of them will be able to win headers, so we'll lose kind of like any long balls in the midfield. But I think that Yotun and Higita can both pop up with like offensive contributions, like even Higita would you know, come in with a goal every now and again, and Hagita's going to be doing most of the defensive work here. And then Yatun is going to be able to kind of play more of a box-to-box and, and push forward and then come back and uh, just he'll be trusted to kind of organize a lot or, like, start a lot of attacks with, like, a, an advancing ball to the midfield. And, you know, I, I, along with most people, I would say, like, rate him to be, you know, someone we wish we definitely could have kept. Like, he was a phenomenal player for us. The tip of the tip of my uh you know my my central attacking midfielder is also Ricardo Kaká, uh you know Ballon d'Or winner also someone who was fantastic when he was here pretty pretty good when he was here, um, and you know he's able to run at defenses and set players up and you know take free kicks and things like that and you know we don't really have to talk too much about him he's I would say a lock probably like who won for all of us, except oh, yeah. for maybe Gavin. Oh, 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 it's definitely a lock for all of us. Oh shoot, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wooly J. Adam, 
Adam, go I ahead. have the same lineup as Chase. So we're we're both playing four two three ones, and really, this is, I think, in a four two three one, the only real option that makes sense is Yoshihiki Takaka. Um, as long as you can make it work with the the numbers for for the gavinated player rules, um, yeah, Yoshi is, I think, a a lock in all of our teams. He's, I think, the best. Just like. Like, non-attacking midfielder. Like, he did attack, but, like, he's the best just, like, pure midfielder we've ever had, and uh y'all know I rate Higita very highly. Just moving the ball back and forth and Absolutely. with his passing, his vision, he's able to tackle. He's a great all-around midfielder. Yoshi can take, take people on, too, man. He's, he was Yoshi fantastic. was a very, very extremely complete midfielder. I think Higita is, too, just to a lesser extent than Yoshi, who is, I think, a borderline world-class player. Like, if you saw his performances Ooh. in the World Cup, yeah, he could go to Europe. Was, I'm not really sure oh, why he, he has him. Could. Well, he yeah, was with Namo. He's in Sweden. Cruz Azul pays him a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. For good reason. And he's one of the better players on Cruz Azul. I, so, I mean, I don't know. We haven't done Gavin's yet, but, so, like, Yegson Mendez is, like, absent for most of our, our midfield. You didn't, like, think about trying to fit him in. I could, I just couldn't. Fit him in, really. I considered Mendez, um, because the Gavinated player rules, I think he didn't make it from. Yeah. Most of our squads because there are options like Yoshi and Higita that we can take from weaker squads mm. and use uh, use the the nineteen twenty mm. with the current I hope stronger squad we have on different players. It just feels like our squad we have right now feels like the strongest we've had. And also, I don't yeah. think that Mendez Orlando City career is necessarily better than Higita. Like straight up, I think I'd still pick Higita. Like yes, he's been awesome in the two games this season, mm-hmm. but last season. But we're also I projecting. We are projecting a little bit. We're projecting also, because we're trying I to win MLS Christian, Cup. If we still had Christian Higita, I think he'd be. Uh, I think Oscar Preja would love him, and he'd be a, a lock-in starter. Really, uh, in front of Urso and Mendez. I don't think we would have Urso. Mm, okay, fair enough. Well, maybe they would have kept Higita instead of uh, Russell, given you know Russell's not been in the lineup maybe. for the first couple of games. So I don't know. Maybe there's some weird going oh, on with that. Good. Maybe he plays like a straight up four through three. I don't know. And well, y'all saw that Russell's, Russell's been injured. Oh. True, right? Yeah. Wait, has he? Oh yeah, I think they did release that. He had like oh, a, a small. Uh, yeah, uh, the day after we recorded, of course. So you know, we, that long conversation we had was for nothing. So let me guess, Gavin. Your 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 midfield's going to be um, Tony Rocha, Cam Lindley, and, um, and Will Johnson. Also again. midfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. I have a I I have a flying uh, B. Harrison Heath. Heath. There you go. Harrison Heath. There you go. Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> you got to get Mini Heathy in there. Um, I have Mendez at the base of my four three three. So Mendez. Uh, I have Yotun. And I have Pereira. I respect it. Yeah, that's, that's perfectly coming from the the back line. That's perfectly acceptable. Yeah, I felt that midfield had to be my strong point, and this is going to be a very <laughs> possession based system. Is Kaká like your front three or something, or do you just like Kaká is not on my team? Wait, wow. wait, 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 wait. Kaká was arguably the best player. I know he wasn't healthy all the time. He's arguably the best player in MLS when he played for us. Yeah, he's saving yeah. that spot for Chilorea. That's what he's doing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, it was a hard one. I really... I don't know. Like, I feel like defensively, Pereira brings more than Kaká. 
but you have the defense with your back line. Maybe you're trying to press yeah. a little bit. We're trying to like help him with his own picks. No, I am I'm happy with my picks. Yeah. Personally. Stand by it. I know they're they're interesting to say the least, but I'm happy with my picks. I feel like after we have like our full teams revealed, we need to go over like what strategy we're using, even like maybe what coach we would want to to coach coach these players. I think we all say Oscar Pereira. Yeah. (laughs) Uh you you probably have Heath. Yeah, Heath. And the four two three one. I think that Adrian Heath with my squad would have a very good time. Like he's having in Minnesota right now. He has such a good squad over there. All right, so yeah, I have Mendez, Pereira, and Yotun with Pereira on the right and Yotun on the left, obviously. All right, Daniel, give me your front three. Okay, the front three. So it's kind of a it's a three up, but it's kind of like a two two behind the one. Because I don't have any natural wingers here. Mm. I have Luis Nani, and then up front in the middle is Kyle Larin, which, uh, for all his all his faults, he's still the best goal scorer that Orlando's had, uh, certainly consistently. Um, so I think Larin has to go in there, and then the last selection is Justin Merrim. I'm just kidding. It's Kevin Molino. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kevin Molino and um, shot silence for a second. I like Mo- I like Molino. He- we never replaced Molino. I mean, <laughs> my God, man! <laughs> you tricked that him. Hey, I'm gonna screw. I'm gonna screw with all your heads. I was going to can- take you seriously. I'm like, no way, no my way. Head space is gone. He was now. good for that one game. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. Actually, with Merrim, he was unplayable that first game he played. In the second half, he was unplayable. I'll give him that. Very good for one half of Orlando. But that's one half of one game, you know, and that's. Now, Kevin Molino is my guy. I I really wish that. I mean, with Larry and Molino, it's the same thing. Like, the club did not pay either of them what they were worth. And in hindsight, it looks even worse because, you know, Molino, when he was fit, was very good for Orlando. He scored a lot of uh, late goals and had a fantastic engine on him. Uh, Carl Larry just seemed to be in the right place at the right time. And. I feel like Orlando's missed those two players more than they would have admitted at the time. So that makes up my four-three-three anyway, or my four-three-two-one. Right. Yeah. All right, Chase. Yeah, I, I have the exact same, and it's pretty much for all the same reasons. I think that Nani would do very well having like a like a Molino or like a Kaká in the squad, and you know, hopefully, we see that this year with like Pereira, but like players that can kind of play him out wide and also take on some of the like creative and, and attacking burden. I think that it, it would just kind of release Nani to be such like, you know, even more of like a, uh, you know, ha- have even more of an output, I guess, kind of if he doesn't have to set up his own goals and worry about kind of starting attacks going forward. I think that, you know, players like Kaká and Molino would get the best out of him as well. And then Molino and Kaká, we know they work so well together. They had such a fantastic relationship. And, you know, I agree with Daniel, like, We've never really replaced our attack with, you know, either Laren or Molino. Like, our attack hasn't been the same since they left, and they're two of the best attacking players that we've ever had. Um, and I just think that – I think that the same – like, I, I've said this with a couple of them, but this front three is, like, unless you have some of these, like, little Gavin rules screwing with you, this is, like, the locked-in front three for me. That is for me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the exact same thing. 
And the only thing I can say negatively about this front three is there's not a ton of speed. I mean, Molina was fast, but mm-hmm. Lair, neither Laren nor Nani have a ton of speed, which is why I have Mohamed El-Munir and Juan yeah. up and down the flanks, because Nani's not going to get that. I mean, he will at times. He will get wide, but he's also going to drift centrally a lot of the time, and Kakao would sometimes drift out wide. So I think that would be a fantastic, nightmarish uh, partnership there that would give center backs and full backs like uh, pants pissing dreams or something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Adam. <laughs> That's just what I think about in my spare time, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I have the same front three, and yeah. there's nothing else Thank to be God. said about it. Yeah. <laughs> Molino, Laren, and Nani. Uh, Dom Dwyer, he was really good in USL. <laughs> Adam, shut up! <laughs> really, nobody, nobody ever says that. USL's championship. <laughs> He's so good, dude. Oh nobody ever says that. Bring back the blonde hair. Does he anyone back and then he got injured? I don't even have Dwyer on my bench. All right, so before we do the benches, which we did do the benches, um, I want to do a couple fan ones. So, Charlotte, our good friend, has <clears throat> she's in a four-four-two. She's got Bendik in goal, El Munir, Janssen, Tarek, and Huan. So I believe she agrees with you, Chase. Oh, no, no Spectre. Uh, uh, the Spectre, she has Janssen. Almost the same thing. In the, four, four, in the middle of the 4-4-2, four, four, she has Nani on the left, Kaka and Yotun in the middle, and Molino on the right. And she actually has Laren and Dwyer up top. I will give this shout to Dwyer. Uh, when... For that short period of time when he and Laren were on the team together, towards the end of the season, they did seem to be developing a good partnership with Laren as more the target guy and Dwyer more like almost playing as a second striker, uh, second striker and, and making those late runs in and kind of cleaning up what Laren could like head to him. That's why I'm excited to see Nani and Dwyer up top because Dwyer looks so good in that two striker system with Laren and I know he would be the for- more forward guy now, but I, I think he's. Yeah. What, what I think, was that, Adam? I think Dom would struggle actually with like a he and Nani up top because Dom needs the bigger guy to kind of take that center back attention so he can move around a little bit more. And Nani's not that guy. Okay, so I actually forgot to say, uh, Charlotte actually did not technically follow my rules. Oh, um, good honor. Good yeah, I know. So um, <laughs> she she I I messaged her about it and she said she took out she went, she'll take ben, she'll keep Bendik in and she'll take out Tarek and put in Colin she had two left footed center backs too the only thing it's like her midfield there's not much defensive presence there and like a press or anything really Yeah, but there's really a lot of attacking mean, firepower you've got to think with this with this team that Charlotte picked there's going to be less clean sheets than Adamir yeah. Oh yeah. Hopefully there'll be a lot more. Hey, goals, you don't though. need clean sheets when you're scoring four goals a game. You need clean sheets <laughs> when you're uh, doing laundry every day. I don't know. Not that. What, what the hell was Yo. that? I can't think on the spot. Very quick on your feet. Okay, he he edits, so we'll just cut that. Yeah. yeah no, sure. I won't. This is gonna be a long editing anyway. All right. Um, and then we have Lion Bowl. Oh my gosh, let me find them. I'm not prepared. Okay, at Data Bowl, Lion Bowl. Uh, 1516, they have Laren, Kaka, Colin, and Tally Hall. 1718, they have Yotun, Higita, Toya. Shout out to them. They agree with me on the Toya pick. And Dwyer. And then they have Janssen, Nani, and Huan. 
for the 19 and 20. I'm just wondering who they're, I don't, I guess they went with the 442 and put Nani on the right and Yotun on the left and then had Hagita and Kaka on midfield. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. 4-2-2-2 for me. I think you have Kaka and Nani as the, the mm. two in midfield. You have like a box midfield. That's how I would set it up anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably. Okay, so do we want to go through our benches real quick and then you can just list off your entire bench. We don't have to go through uh, each segment. Okay. Daniel, go ahead. Okay, subs. I've got seven subs. So we've got Brian Rose, the goalkeeper. Uh, we've got Mendes, Higuita. Thanks to the Gavinated Rose, I couldn't put them in the team. Uh, I've got Winter, Dwyer, Hines, and Ramos. That's my bench. Wow. Well, Hines gets in because he's a Yorkshireman. He was born like 20 minutes away from where I was born. The country. Daniel's biased. I am biased, you're right. Hines is the best centre back ever. He scored with goals with his head. He must be in the team at all times. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember that goal he scored against Montreal and. I think it was like 16 to keep us, it was either 15 or 16 to keep us mathematically alive for the playoffs. And that's the only time I have ever leapt up from my couch and screamed, Headmaster Heinz. <laughs> 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 All right, Chase, go ahead. Uh, so my bench for the keeper, I have Bendik. Uh, I got a center back in Jonsson. And then Sutter, Winter, Mendez, Mueller, Nacharino. And I also have Julio Baptista on my bench. Alright, alright. Yes. Way too fast. I'm writing this down. Janssen, right. Sutter, Winter. Alright, so I have, yeah, Janssen, Sutter, Winter, Mendez, Mueller, Nocherino, Julio Baptista, and Bendig. How many hey, players did you pick? I picked seven, didn't I? Oh, shoot, I hit. What the <laughs> heck? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You, got, you picked like nine. <laughs> what the freak? One, two. These Chase, rules, aren't you dude, in college? These rules are in my head. I do Chase not take is, any math classes. Chase is apparently sober as well. And yeah. I picked eight. I don't know. Just just knock out Scott Sutter out of there or something like that. Who the hell knows? These rules, man. These these. My head is gone. My headspace is gone. And what, Daniel came out guns a blazing in the beginning. I haven't been the same since. <laughs> That's what you get. Yeah. For your bench, I have Bendik, Janssen, Winter. Mendez, Mueller, Baptista, and who? Nacherino. Nacherino. Okay. I think that's seven. Nacherino. Yeah, seven. Okay. Uh, Adam, your bench. I have the Beast, Julia Baptista, uh, Super Sub, Chris Mueller. I have Sebas Mendez, Carlos Asquez, Joao Moutinho, Aurelian Colin, and Tally Hall on my bench. Colin and Hall. I'm glad you know how to count. Okay, my bench. I um, did this sober. I'm just drunk right now. <laughs> Ricketts. I have Ricketts for goalkeeper. Um, I have Hines. I have Sutter. I have Rossell. I have Kaka. I have Mueller. And I have Dwyer on the bench. Interesting. Interesting, interesting. All right, so what are we thinking about the squads overall? Well, did, I... Daniel, did Daniel give his bench? Yeah, he was the hey. first one. Oh my gosh. I approached this with kind of the the idea of, like you said, the idea is to win MLS Cup. So actually my bench factored into that a lot because I have obviously a attacking starting lineup. And so I wanted a bench that could, if someone got hurt, that I had a, a sort of adequate replacement for them and or 
um, if I were up and it was late in the game, I could bring someone in to kind of shut it down because that's what's happening. And, and also my two super subs in Batista and Mueller, who are, in my opinion, the two best super subs in Orlando City history, who have mainly done their damage off the bench. Mm. So that is is really – that was my thinking with those two. Mendes and Asquez, they're both really defensively solid. They're both – I think Asquez is very underrated. Mendes gets his credit as a passer. I don't think Asquez does. He – he, I think it's because he's like really big, and he also plays center back. People don't give him credit as a ball handler enough, but he could get forward. When he played with Higita, the, the little combo play that they would do, he could get forward pretty well. So he I think couldn't he finish. Be, he he couldn't finish at all. He's he's a demon. He's not a striker. But I think he would be a very good option to put in at the 75th minute and shut a game down. Uh, Moutinho got to have a left back, and I think he can play right back too. He's a very versatile uh, backline backup and who doesn't really sacrifice a lot on the attacking end. Just can't get back quite as well as Elmo or Juan can. Rowling Collin, you need three good center backs. He's a good one. And Tally Hall is a quality keeper in my mind that can come in and you really won't get any drop off from Mendic to him. So that was my thinking with my bench. All right. So looking at the squads, do you think any of these squads can win? MLS Cup this season. Uh, let's talk about tactics first, actually. So me, I have a very defensive four. My midfield is a flying V with the 4-3-3. And then I have a, an attacking midfield. So, you know, like Pereira, Yotun, Mendez, Molino, Laren, Nani. That's a very attacking front six, as you would say. Uh, like Chase has Higita, Adam has Higita, uh, Yoshi and Kaka. It's a very attacking, I think, with all of us, but... I will say I think you I, I just rate Mendez higher than Higita. So that's kinda why I was kind of forced into it because I wanted Mendez in my team and that's kinda why I left out Janssen as well as the L C V R C V type thing. I sent a picture in the little chat on Skype. So uh looking at that picture, do any of these squads you know make you think like uh, oh yeah, we can win MLS Cup with that? <sighs> Adams is pretty good. I think Daniels is pretty good. Uh, I think that yours is, like, good going forward, but other than Mendez, I question, like, if any attacks get kind of, like, snuffed out, I think that we'd be really susceptible, and then we could have a lot of attackers running at our back four, even though a lot of them are solid defenders. Um, I just think that the the midfield will kind of leave your back line, you know, without anyone to kind of shield it. Um I think that mine, you know, this is definitely 100% biased. I do think that, that mine is, like, a pretty <laughs> decent squad. I think that um, going forward, like, the fullbacks can kind of push forward and either Nani or Molino could kind of tuck in and, you know, go towards the goal, and then the fullbacks can be there to put in crosses. Even though Monir, I thought that he was good with, like, good with the ball at his feet. Like, he was able to pull off a lot of skills and things like that, but his delivery was a little bit questionable. And I, I think my back line... Like my center back pairing is where we I might struggle the most part personally, but um overall I think that yeah I think that my team will be a playoff team I think the same thing with Daniels probably and I think Adams as, as well and I think that yours if the like the uh, the front line was able to put it together like there's definitely a lot of goals in that in that starting starting eleven um, I think that if they could consistently put goals up they would be able to you know, make the playoffs as well and challenge too. I think that there, these are some good squads. 
Any other thoughts on that, guys? And like, yeah, I think that you need the right tactics with this collection of players. And mm-hmm. Daniel Chase and I pretty much have the same idea with our lineups, um, with just small differences, honestly. And I think you definitely need an attacking-minded head coach. I don't think Pereja would like this collection of players. I mean, I think he would do his best. He would probably make playoffs maybe even at, like, the third with or fourth three? seed. Yeah, with, with with our collection, with, like, the attack-minded lineup. And the you attack guys would need Inchi. We would absolutely need Inchi. Because Inchi wouldn't care if he gave up a goal or two a game because he'd be trying to get four. And, <laughs> and I think that's kind of how we built our teams because – to be honest, Orlando City's defense sucked for pretty much the entire MLS existence. But of you guys it, and that shows really teams. solid defenses. Like I think El Munir was kind of suspect going up, like defensively, but the I mean Juan, Spectre, Janssen, and Tarek, who are the you know the four constant defenders in your lineups, uh, they are some pretty solid defensive players. I think, mm. think Inchi would love to just kind of let them do their thing and let the fullbacks have free reign. If he gives up a goal, he doesn't care. I would love to watch Inchi coach these squads. Gavin, I think Perhau would like your squad a lot more. I think you're yeah, definitely you squad. It's weird because it I went with, yeah, I went with O'Connor's tactics kind of with the 4-3-3, but I went with Perhau as my head coach. You know, you I have would, the... He would do a 4-2-3-1. He needed to. Yeah. But you you could have Mendez and Yotun. That was the other thing I liked about my squad. It's very flexible in the front six. Um, you could kind of bring Nani and Molino in as like an attacking mid partnership, kind of like what Daniel did. You could put them out on the wings if you need to. Um, Mendez and Yotun could be a double pivot with Pereira as the attacking mid, or Pereira could be a a number eight and do box to box roll along with your team. Your team could move into left back if need be. Johnson could move into midfield if necessary. All sorts of things could happen with my lineup. That was another thing I really liked with my lineup. Yeah. Wait, so you had, you had your tune, you had your tune in Mendez. Oh, oh, Dan, I got confused. Daniel has Will Johnson in midfield. Yeah, I have Will Johnson at right back. I, uh, I'm Will Johnson at right back. Man, Juan is sitting there. Just pick up. Yeah. My my own rules worked against me. I couldn't put Galese in. I put I couldn't put Huan in. I do think yeah. Now that I think about yours, I guess Yotun and Mendez could work well together, and the back line would just not really offer anything going forward. But I don't know. Oh, like yeah, no. your, yours is much more like just like you're gonna kind of defend and then let your like your four or five attackers just kind of Dang do what about. they do. Your lineup, Gavin, is the only guy with speed is Molino. Yeah. That is yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when Nani turns on the afterburners, he can do it. And same with Laren, but they they need to be at top speed. Ago. Yeah, not, I don't know. I Now, like, in his time here, I don't necessarily think Nani is, is the quickest Nani's player. Not like, fast. He'll even kind of, not and, like, it, it won't necessarily hurt us, but he'll even, like, kind of slow down attacks to, like, mm. beat players one-on-one type. And yeah. all all of the pace for we haven't really had too many like quality attackers, whether it be on the wings or centrally, that were like very quick and agile and able to get to like a top speed. So all of the pace really is going to come from like overlapping runs in the fullbacks for us. You know what Gavin's team needs? It needs a Carlos Rivas. It needs Carlos Rivas on the bench. I was just about to say that. <laughs> that injection. <laughs> I have Mueller on the bench. Chaos. Left wing. Chaos injection. Carlos Rivas striker. Take out Laren. 
Rivasp playing left wing under Itchy was when I thought that he could actually be really good. Has Daniel gone? Where's Daniel? I'm still here. Just letting you oh. guys cheer the fuck. Uh, I got you, I got you. Yeah. Yeah, for me, um, first of all, with the tactics I would go with, uh, the lineup would be fairly narrow, but, you know, like Nani and Molina would kind of be false wingers and that they would, they would cut inside and allow space for Munir and Moan to push up. Uh, your turn and Johnson would not stray that far forward. Um, your turn would just kind of dictate play from further back and, I would expect my team to, to pass the ball out the back as well, which, you know, your tune can handle the ball fairly well from the deeper position. Johnson will just be kind of, you know, like a little bit of a connector between the midfield and the attack. He'll just try and get into spaces where no one else could. And then, of course, the front three would interchange, but uh, Larry would be the target man, and uh, that would be that. As, as far as the coach goes, I, um, and I would actually go with Jason Christ as my coach. I felt Christ... Yeah, because I think Christ, like everybody else, play, ex-players, they had a toxic environment to deal with. I mean, it gets on my nerves when I go on Twitter and I see people defending Dwyer and saying, oh, well, Dwyer doesn't have this around, doesn't have that. Well, the same goes for, you know, ex-coaches. It can go for other ex-players. But some people completely favor Dwyer because he scored four goals against a USL team. But they forget that the logic applies to everyone else, and that's... That's kind of when I just ignore the tweets and I just move on because you you can't just apply the logic when you feel like it and not when it you know not in other times. So I would go with Christ. He did play the four two three one and I think when we had that that uh, six seven game mm-hmm. winning streak, right. he played four two three one and he had uh, Coleman playing in there. He had you know Spectre was playing in that sutter and yeah, uh, at left mid. Yeah, but the thing is, is that what he was doing at that time was working, and then he got screwed. I actually, in the, yeah, I I could see Daniel with since you have Will Johnson, I could see your form your set of players actually working in diamond with Will Johnson at the base of the diamond. His job is just to be like an extra center back and pass laterally, and then Yotun on the left, Molino on the right, with Yotun like a little bit reserved and Molino pushing up higher, Kaká at the tip, and then Nani as a second striker, Laren as a target man. That could work as well. Um, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be adverse to that at all. And uh, you know, and the thing with like Kaká, Molino, and Nani is that they're all yeah. supremely talented players. Is that they could interchange. Could be a four-two-three-one as well. Could even be a four-four-two-two-two uh, box midfield, as I described yeah. earlier. I would probably um, out of the lineups. I like Chase's the most. I think that. Yeah, his, that's where I wanted to go next. Yeah, his was certainly. I find his was was balanced, really balanced. I liked it quite a lot. Mm. Yeah, and like like Daniel just said, like I think that especially like Kaka, Nani, and Molino would just be able to like operate freely. Like they would almost kind of manage themselves, and they would just know when to tuck in, know when to come wide, and they could even kind of interchange positions. And I think that like in terms of their you know soccer IQs, they would just be able to find space at all times. And I really rate like my back line, or my uh, my two midfields here, like Higita and Yotun. Like I think, like Daniel said, you know, Yotun is able to get the ball at his feet and start attacks. And I think Higita can do the same, and he can defend as well. So, yeah, you know, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but I, I would agree with Daniel. I think that mine is the best so far. So the last thing I want to say about mine, and that I think might be a little important, is um, 
experience in the playoffs. So I have Colin and Johnson in there. Um, I don't think did Toya ever make the playoffs because he was with RSL, right? He I mean, he did up. last year. No, but I mean, I mean, like before he came to us. I don't know, but like I feel like Montreal. Is it Montreal? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe not. But do you guys have anything like like? Do you think MLS Cup? Did you guys weigh MLS Cup experience in there at all? I mean, not really by the looks of it. I think that's overrated. I mean. Kaká played in Champions League and in the high, the best leagues in the world. I I, I mean, don't I think he needs. Look at Seattle last year. They had MLS Cup experience and they kind of just got the job done against LAFC. I do think I that there's there's value in it. Not even just MLS Cup experience, but just general MLS experience because it's like even though it's like such like a lower quality league, it's just it's so like it's just weird like there's no other league like it like really quality technical players could come in and they could struggle like we saw that with you know even like older players like Pirlo and Lampard like Lampard was all right but Pirlo especially like even though he could pass better than anyone like the play could sometimes just kind of go by you and like you don't know what to expect coming in. We're seeing that with younger players too like Bojan Kerkic over in um yeah see in Montreal yeah Montreal. He just isn't setting the league light like everybody thought he was. He used to play for Barcelona. But then, yeah, he, he's a flop, though. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, yeah, I'm but, looking um, at our lineups. Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at our lineups, and we don't have a lot of MLS experience. Like, a lot of players are, like, MLS veterans before they came to Orlando. The only ones I can see are really Will Johnson, Aurelian Collin on, on Gavin's lineup and some of our benches, and and Toya, and that's kind of it. So the players that have performed best in or like at Orlando City have not really been MLS veterans. They've been talented players that we've gotten from other places. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, I would go ahead, Daniel. Well. Yeah, I mean with these lineups, I mean Spectre played on a massive stage again, not MLS stage, but a big stage. Uh, Janssen won a title in his home country, I believe. Um, Jotun yeah. is an international quality player. Will Johnson's got international experience. And, lots and of he it. won MLS Cup. And uh, MLS Cup, Kaká, tons of experience. And Nani, same again. And then I'll tell you who else does have MLS Cup experience. Jason Christ does. And that's why I picked him as my coach. <laughs> mm, yeah, fair enough. All right. Uh, who Who do we have for best squad Daniel has Chase. Adam votes Adam. I like Bulls. I'm going to be the tiebreaker, I guess. I've got Chase. Oh! I like Chase's. I like like how he fit Galese in there. Um, Tarek and Spectre. I also didn't realize Spectre played right back, right center back, left back, left center back in Europe. Uh, I think El Munir brings... Good quality on the left back position going forward. Uh, you know, Higita is with the rules the best you can put in there alongside Yotun and Kaka. Actually, yeah. I think if I had to do it over, Tarek's good enough and Golese, I would take the goalkeeper upgrade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you and, you and Chase's squad is basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that, like, for Golese. Yeah, me and me, Adam, and even Daniel, it's just kind of interchangeable. I respect what Gavin did, though, trying to go a little outside the box. Very outside the box. Yeah. Will Johnson, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One Will Johnson is too much Will Johnson. 
Look, I despised him after what happened in that DC United game. That was oh. horrible. Oh, man. All right. Is there well, anything I else? I have to that up. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> I might just edit that out. <laughs> no, ma- ma- make do? everyone who listens to this podcast hate us. Should we talk about the coronavirus? That's what I was about to say. Should we kind of talk about the impact? Yeah, why not? We did our deed. Uh, Chase wins with the lineup. I'll post them all on um, Twitter and Instagram and let y'all have your picks. But uh, let's go. Yeah, let's talk about coronavirus 2020. Um, MLS suspended for 30 days. Obviously, we—that's the right decision. I think we would all agree that that was the right decision, and I think we'd all agree that we're kind of sad about the decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all miss sports, but did y'all see today that something came out from the CDC that gatherings of 50-plus people should, shouldn't should happen for the next eight weeks? Oh. Yeah. That might be misinformation, but I think that's what I saw. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It's just, I mean, there, there's so many, like, factors that weigh into it, but it's just, like, I, I saw someone say that it's, like, We'll never know if, like, all of these kind of precautions that we're taking are us being kind of overcautious, but we will know, like, 100% sure if we underprepare. Like, I would rather, you know, miss sports for two or three months and, like, you know, the death toll and the infection rate is, like, a lot lower than it could be than just kind of push it to the side and then it turns out, you know, we should have prepared an awful lot more, which I think, oh, like, yeah. places like Italy are seeing. I or, think just people are getting caught up in the numbers, can we have to not forget we cannot forget each number is a human being at the end of the day like 5000 deaths people are like oh that's not that much that's 5000 dead people yeah due to this like it's a big fucking deal at the end of the day so i mean it it the impact it's going to have on sports is going to be weird uh, MLS is going to go way later than usual. NFL is going to start later by the looks of it. Uh, you know, will, will Liverpool win the title? Like, yeah, Daniel. Daniel, man. How, how are you feeling about Will Leeds get promoted? Right I'm torn between all of this. I mean, you know, you can perceive it as selfish or whatever, but um, on sporting merit, Leeds United should, should go up, uh, just like Liverpool should win the title. I don't think... I mean, Liverpool's case is much more extreme. I mean, they're literally one to two wins, I think, from, from mathematically winning the championship. Mm. So if anybody says, oh, we don't think Liverpool should win it, I mean, they need to take a good look at themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, Leeds, Leeds is different. We're top of the league. We're there on merit. And we've played over three quarters of the season. And I think there's an FA rule that does stipulate that Leeds could go up if the yeah. season is forfeited. And, um, I mean, I'm going to be biased, but... You know, Leeds should be in the Premier League. The Premier League needs Leeds, and I think, you know, the 22-team resolution for next season is is a fair resolution. If you're not costing anybody to get relegated, the only people objecting to it are the people in the relegation places. So, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's a mess. And as far as the MLS goes, and with Orlando, I mean, it's like Gavin said, 5,000 people could die. Might not be a big deal now, but if one of those 5,000 is your grandparent, your uncle, somebody who you know, somebody who your you better half knows, then it's a massive deal anyway. Uh, it doesn't matter who it is that's died. It's 5,000 is a lot of people, and 
you know, and we have to be very careful um, as we navigate it. It's, it's, um, you know, it's it is what it is. It's, it's unprecedented. It is what it is, at least in our lifetimes. So we have to mm. we have to trust the people being paid to make those decisions to make the right ones. Well said, Daniel. I think with the MLS suspended for 30 days, I would be absolutely shocked and amazed if at the end of this 30-day suspension, which has already been going on for like four or five days now, I don't think it's getting lifted in 30 days. I don't think we'll solve it that soon. Look at Italy, China, Spain, whatever. We're farther along in this this, uh, pandemic than we are just from the, the spread, and I would hypothesize better prepared than we are based on what we've been hearing in the news and from the CDC and just in our experiences. I think this is probably a months long thing. Not that I'm a medical professional. I'm just someone who reads a lot of news and, and uh, pays attention. Get ready for the long call y'all. Yeah. We're yet to hit our peak, but like, you know, going back to, to like sports and soccer and things like that. Another thing that like, I'm really sad about like the CONCACAF champions league was looking pretty good. And, even like the UEFA Champions League, like I was excited watching, uh, you know, Atalanta, like a team that's never been like in this territory before, kind of making noise, getting into the the quarterfinals here. As a, a Spurs fan, it is so Spursy that we could have had the game the week after and not have played the game, but instead we had to lose to Leipzig three yeah. nil, get uh, get eliminated right there, you know. But, Do you uh, think any permanent changes come? from this so like personally i think mls should have like a shorter off season or like i think mls should start at the beginning of you know february or late january like i think there should be some changes in scheduling do you think any permanent changes to mls happen due to this because like we're going to end later do you think somehow mls will start later next season i think mls is actually like thanking themselves and patting themselves on the back for the long off season, because they can take a chunk of that off season and move the season back into it. Uh, sorry. Uh, Do you mean like last season's off season? No, no, like um, this coming off season. I know we're two games in, but the off season that would happen after this season, say we're we take a, a two month break and then games are able to start again, uh, which I don't know. Two months might be optimistic, but it sounds kind of about right. I think. So say we take a two-month break, we're able to push some of uh, what would be in the – sorry, I'm going on a tangent. The playoffs are very drawn out anyway. I think the playoffs could probably be condensed, and I think MLS will take some of what was going to be the season and push it back into what was going to be the off season, and try to start next season just on schedule and – I think that the longer off season compared to some other leagues might allow them to do that a little easier. But yeah, obviously there are going to be scheduling issues. There's a good opportunity that we'll be able to reschedule every game and then just have like maybe like a two month off season or something like that and be able to get back into it. So other than like the Premier League, which it's looking more likely that it's just going to be cut short than they, you know, actually get to replay all these postponed games. I think that there's a good opportunity that even if it goes like two months, We'll be able to reschedule and play all the regular season games in the playoffs and just have like a like a our off season cut in half. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure the MLS players will also agree to that. You know, mm. players want to play it. At, at the end of the day, they're athletes, they're competitors. That they're not only. I mean, I'm sure some of them are doing it for the money, and 
fair to them. If you're a pro athlete, whatever, do it for the money. You can make a lot of money. But I have to believe that there are a significant chunk that are that high-level competitive fire and spirit that are going to want to compete for a championship. It just sucks. I don't know. I mean, in terms of, you know, sports is like something, you know, Ancelotti has been saying that it's like the biggest little thing in our lives. And, you know, people's lives are at stake, so we can't be too sad. But it is a little, uh, you know, where we all just miss sports. And I can't wait to get back to just like normal life, you know, being able to go back to college, being able to to watch sports and, and not have to worry about going. You know, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm overreacting, but it, it is a little worrisome, like going outside into big public groups because we don't have a lot of information on the disease in America and like who has it. We haven't you know, tested a lot of people. So, you know, life is going to be completely different for a couple months. Yeah, it's going to be very, very strange. I think that just about covers it, though, guys. Any other thoughts on the suspension of the league, suspension of sports and coronavirus as a whole? Well, yeah, I was, I've got a big backyard and I was literally just about to invite 50 people to come sit in here with me. And I thought, oh yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's just too big a crowd now for, for yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's, it's scary times. Like I said, a little bit worrisome. Um, you know, the kids are all off school now for a couple of weeks, could be a lot longer. Um, you know, good time to become a babysitter. Yeah, I mean, you could make some good money, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, but even then, I wouldn't trust the babysitters. That's just me. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm cancelling. I'm cancelling like all my kids' appointments now for the next couple of weeks, and I'm just like, you know what? Let's just do our bit in keeping this virus contained and just not go out and not, not risk anything whatsoever. And um, you know, fingers crossed that you know in a few weeks' time we'll we'll know where we're going. It's better to over prepare than under prepare. Yeah, I mean, it's what happens. You get a lack of surgical approach to it in January from the people at the top. Then you, um, now we're paying for it. And unfortunately, we, we have to deal with the circumstances as they are. But I think things will be fine. I have that gut feeling. You know, my 37 years of life, I think I'll be, we'll be okay. Mm. All right. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up. Guys, if you liked what you heard, uh, I know it's going to be a long, uh, off season 2.0, I guess. We have a, a couple months off by the looks of it. Um, if you liked what you heard, we will be bringing different sorts of content, kind of like this one today. Um, so make sure you subscribe at Lions Blog One. Uh, that's the new username on Twitter, uh, at Lions Blog One on Twitter, at Lions Blog One on Instagram. And I do have a Facebook page as well that I need to mess with. Daniel, where can they find you at? I actually can't remember. Let me look. Uh, <laughs> Alan DeRoder82 on Instagram. That's that, one. That, that one I know. And the other one is Bucketman1982 on Twitter. All right, Chase, where can I find you? I'm VamosOCSC on Twitter, and uh, my Instagram is ChaseWCrowley. But, you know, that's not any soccer thing, so do what you do with that. Go look at the young, beautiful man that is Chase Crowley. <laughs> Adam Here, Nani gets in behind. Here's Nani with a chip. It's 1-1.